0: Thank you for listening to The Data is My Science Podcast. The show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? You are listening to The Data is My Science Podcast, the show that makes data your passion. I am your host, Dapper Data. I am going to change it up a little bit today, okay? I know sometimes we have gone a little bit deep, right? We've gone deep into AI, supervised, unsupervised learning. Uh, we've talked to a couple of specialists here and there, in different places, whether you're a programmer, developer, data engineer, data scientist, data manager, uh, 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 anything you are dealing with related to technology, honestly, We've, we've we've touched on or we've tried to touch on, but there's always those those, those companies right, those experts out there that kind of uh, uh I, I would say spread across the spectrum of some things, and I brought on somebody today that can really tell us about a lot of different things outside of what we typically talk about. Okay, and 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 so you know as you know we talked about AI we talked about all these good things, but I want to bring on a, a gentleman that's going to talk about a company called SmartSuite. All right, we'll get a little bit into that. And I also want to talk about the future automation. All right, we're talking about automated things out there. And for me, uh, I remember having a mentor that told me, uh, you need to automate yourself out of a job. All right, (laughs) I remember that. And so when I was a coder, right back in the day, I was a coder, I did development, You know, all these different programming languages. My goal was to try to automate myself out of this job where they really didn't need me no more, anymore. And and I realized that automation is, is very important, right? Now we're getting into automated vehicles, right? Autonomous vehicles. We're getting into uh, everything being automated prior to, uh, sort of replacing that human aspect of things and the manual processes of things. So I definitely brought somebody on to be able to talk about that. And we're gonna dive into no-go solutions, okay? we have not talked about no-code solutions at all, all right? We are, we're always talking about how to code in Python, how to do all these things, but I brought somebody on that be able to talk about all that. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to to John Derbyshire. John, say hello. Oh,
1: thank you, Bobby. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on your podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate you being on, you know, in such short notice. John, you know, he's he is, him and his team, lead uh, and they've, they've launched a company called SmartSuite, which is really focused on the work management platform that manages any process. Okay, and we'll talk about that, right? If you have any questions, just ping them, but any process from any industry and one platform. So I like the whole central uh, uh, platform aspect of things, right? You know, central management, if you will. Uh, so now Smart Suite, uh, if you if you look at the website, uh, it talks about how it unites uh, essential elements used to get work done and 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 again I want to go back to how we're focused on doing all that from a central management location all right uh, in 2000 in 2000 John actually uh, founded a company called Archer is it Archer Ar- Archer
1: technology technologies yes
0: right 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 and, and an enterprise that, that, that focuses on governance uh, risk and compliance software. Uh, Giving business users, not developers, but business users the ability to adapt software to their unique business requirements. So John has been in the the industry for many years. I appreciate you coming on, John. Tell them a little about about yourself.
1: Yeah, I'll give you the the cliff notes of my professional background here. (laughs) uh, I graduated college and kind of went into the management consulting space and Mm -hmm. um, eventually became a partner at, at Ernst & Young and ran one of their global practices uh, that was there. So I had the chance to kind of work with larger companies around the world to help them understand how to better manage different processes inside of their organization. And that's where I kind of fell in love with data and fell in love with processes. And during that time there, I realized that we were doing a lot of services as an organization to help companies. But what if I helped automate processes for people turn those services into processes? So I left and Young and started Archer Technologies, which was A no code platform that really started out to help uh, large organizations, mainly banks, go online with online banking to understand all the processes involved Mm -hmm. with securing the systems around how to go online. Uh, So our our thought process there was how do you manage security in the same way that you manage accounts payable, accounts receivable, payroll, just a process in an organization. So we built one of the first no code platforms or early no code platforms back in 2000. Archer Technologies went on to have 29 of the top 30 uh, largest financial services companies as customers, 75 of the Fortune 100, kind of the who's who's list became customers in a pretty short amount of time uh, there. And it was interesting to see how they actually used a no-code platform to not just automate security processes, but automate any process in those large organizations uh, that they had. And we'll talk maybe more about that uh, as the conversation goes on. Uh, we, we sold that company in 2010 to EMC, uh, that company. I'm, we're pretty proud that the name is still there, Archer Technologies, it's still located in Overland Park, Kansas, uh, where we founded the company. Um, and some of the original people that we had hired that were pretty young are still running that company. It's about a 700, $750 million a year uh, SaaS business from them so after selling the company i i got involved in a lot of investing so invested in a lot of startups and had the chance to work with Mm -hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs and the same questions kept coming up about processes and what processes do we need to put in place to start our company and we spent a lot of time talking about products that that had those processes and maybe we'd pick five or six products that they needed to to have to do that. And we'd spend as much time talking about the internal processes as the product or service that the entrepreneur had, that was very frustrating. So um, three or four years into that, I, I kind of stepped back and said, I, I think there's something more here for me to do in the no code space that's related to helping any size company manage the work they need to do in their business that's tailored to them on a single platform or maybe a platform and maybe a couple of platforms as opposed to six or eight different platforms that most companies use. So that was kind of the thesis behind SmartSuite and how we got started. And what SmartSuite does now is it allows organizations of any size to manage any process, project or task on one platform. And we give you the capabilities that you would typically find in a whole suite of products, starting with collaboration tools and form builders and project management and task tools and more process related things. You know, we bring it all together into one platform so you don't have to jump around and switch tabs so much to do your work. You can kind of have that work in one centralized place. So that was kind of long winded, but
0: that's a yeah, no, no, am- background. That's amazing. And, you know, uh, it's, it's amazing when looking at your website, right, on Suite and understanding that, processes that I'm, I'm a very technical person, right? And so in my head, I'm always thinking when I think about automation, I think technical automation, right? You know, you have all these manual tasks that I'm doing at home. I'm tired of doing it. I'm going to create some code real quick to uh, automate the process, right? But there's all kinds of other things when you talk about processes that can be automated and it doesn't have to be some tech geek out there that you're automating their process for, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, it was amazing when I when I looked at it because, uh, as you as you state on the website, right, Smart Suite, Smart Suite can actually help you plan and manage all of your team's work in one place, and you know the goals, the process, the projects, the tasks, the docs, the chat, right, <laughs> everything. And it started making me think, man, oh my goodness. There's so many things that can be automated than just what a tech geek is automating, right? You know, is that that the goal, right, to automate everything you can?
1: It, it is. I, I think I'll tell you a little bit about the story. Like, it took us two and a half, almost three years with a little over a team of about 100 developers just to build the core platform that we have before we could have our first customers come on board. So this isn't some small product that you develop in a couple of months and then you offer it to customers. It's, It's been, you know, we've been working on this for quite some time, you know, to be able to bring it to market in 2002 at first. And before maybe your listeners would jump into the details, let, let me define what we mean by a process, because not everybody uh-huh. understands that language, in, in, in especially in, in small and mid-sized companies, but a process is just something in your organization that you do to offer your product or service to your customers, right? It could be as simple as marketing or sales or HR, but a lot of times you have custom things that you do. If you're a professional services company and you're delivering services to customers, you're tracking who your customers are and the projects that you're doing, who's assigned to those projects, the work's getting done. Um, but you know, if you're a manufacturing company, it's, it's all about the manufacturing process that's involved or, you know, the things that are involved in the process around um, the people and the data that's collected. And, and a process is just trying to understand the information, the data that you need to collect and how that needs to flow through the organization to get to a point that you've achieved whatever the goal is of that process. If it's a sales process, right, you're going through a process to ultimately close a deal or win a deal with a customer. If it's mm-hmm. marketing you're looking at, you know, can I get more leads come in that go to the sales team to turn into that? Mm-hmm. If it's HR, you know, I'm, I'm making sure that, that I'm onboarding my people in my organization the way that I want them to be onboarded, that I'm taking care of them along the way, that we have corporate events or things that, that bring our teams together, just everything around kind of keeping your people happy. So inside of uh, SmartSuite, we have about 200 process templates that go across 30 yeah. categories, like I just mentioned that right out of the box help people understand what is a best in class process for managing marketing right if if i don't know that just yet and in most cases we give you two to three versions of that we'll give you kind of the beginner version right which is let's just get going kind of the intermediate and then we give you a version that that some of the larger fortune 1000 companies typically use to manage that so we help you try to understand like what level of sophistication do you need in the process that you have and then obviously you can you can tailor that to fit however you want to do things or you could just build your own and we call those processes in smart suite solutions a solution is just a solution to a problem that you have it's pretty simple (laughs) and and it just helps it's just a framework for you to to group things together
0: yeah yeah so so if you could walk me through like two things right you know we we talk about um the templates when you mentioned the templates uh i it made me think about well, what if somebody uh, wants this one-off, right? Because you, you, I, I guess you just said that um, that do they they don't have to go through the templates, right? You know, can they right. do their own so so? Is it more of like a, a button click, you know, here and there, you know, in the backend, you you all are connecting the buttons and stuff, or is it, you know, I mean, how how does that process, how does that work? Sure, no,
1: great question. Basically a, a no code platform be, for people that might not understand this is just, it's a drag and drop way to organize information on what a lot of people call pages or forms for the data that you need to collect. And then mm-hmm. you can build in your workflow process that says when the status turns from A to B, I wanna notify John and it's his time to go do some work in this area. And maybe mm-hmm. John needs to complete these five fields. And when he's done with his work, he can change the status and maybe it moves to the next person in line. Or maybe mm-hmm. it just notifies people kind of in a work queue, you know, but it's a way for you to kind of manage things that are getting done uh, in the organization. So a template is just a starting point with the, if we were talking sales, it would have a starting point for accounts and contacts and opportunities. Uh, and, and those things are linked together. And you'd say, oh, I, I don't like all this information. I want to delete some of these fields. It takes seconds. You just move that off the form. If I want to add another field of information, you add it And a field is things like a text field a phone number an email address a selection yeah. of things maybe a link to something else so we packaged up all these things that developers have typically done for you in the past right you're yeah. talking about python developers. Yeah. in an easy way for a normal user just to sit down in, in most cases in 15 20 minutes and say this is how i want this to work this particular piece in my organization and then built into that are things like if you're probably your listeners are pretty familiar with Slack. We have Slack uh, capabilities built into SmartSuite and chat so that if you're working on something, um, you can have a conversation about that particular thing you're working on right inside of SmartSuite in the same way that you do on Slack. But now it's in context to that one task maybe or that Mm -hmm. one sales opportunity. And a problem with Slack is the context. Like it's great for immediate conversations, but it's hard to kind of go back and see things in the past. Oh uh, yeah a particular account. So we bring all of that, you know, kind of together for you at that single platform.
0: Yeah, I definitely ran into that problem with Slack, right? I used to work with Oracle and it's not an Oracle problem, but it was just Slack, right? <laughs> in general. Right. And it, it used to be a pain to try to go back and 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 search and figure out where in the world what I know I sent this at this point, you know, and you have all these different uh, I guess teams that we were creating under Slack. Yeah. And I just could not figure out, you know, I could not backtrack ever, right? So they definitely need SmartSuite. You know, I, I should tell my Oracle buddies, say, look, you know, exactly. you got a SmartSuite, you know. What are some of the, do you have any, like, real-world use cases where you've been able to solve a problem for an organization uh, using Smart Suite?
1: Yeah, that, that's our sweet spot. So what we like our customers to do is, you know, you can, come to our website and start a free trial. And, and as soon as you start that trial, we'll reach out to you and we'll say, give us one problem that you want us to solve. And we'll, mm-hmm. we'll give you eight hours of our onboarding team's time. And we'll mm-hmm. try to solve that for you right now, today and tomorrow, we're in the next 24 oh, cool. hours. We wanna show you how we can solve that. And some customers say, no, I got it myself. I already know what I want. I'm downloading templates and I'm gone. The other ones don't really know how to get started or they have something that they feel is more complex so uh, let me give you three or four examples of the types of companies that we work with uh here in southern california we have a business called socal Classic car garage they offer uh, services to store kind of high-end types of muscle cars and european cars for for people that don't have garage space but it's more than that it's kind of a they have a lounge and you can kind of go in and see all the cars you know around enclosure. and they they were just taking off and really growing hundreds and hundreds of cars and guys and gals come in and pick their cars up each day and drive them and bring them back. So they have check-ins and checkouts. They managed their entire business um, on email, text messages and, and, and on, you know, mobile devices on the computer. The problem was people would show up to pick up their cars and they weren't ready. The guys in the warehouse didn't know that, Hey, this car needed to be checked out today at this time. Right. It was just like, they got to a point where they just couldn't grow any bigger. So in a matter of about two hours, they came on board. We modeled out what they wanted right in the product. Now um, the owner has the ability to set in his computer. And as, as customers contact him, he just puts in the pickups and drop-offs and maintenance and washes and things. And the guys that are in the warehouse get it right on their mobile device. And they check people out. Like It just solved all these problems and just helped help that business you know, kind of move to the next level. And now they're on a really big growth kick because they're not limited based on technology. That's kind of the lowest level. Uh, we have a really fun one for people that are into kind of UFC fighting. Uh, one of the mm-hmm. main promoters that manages the the majority of the athletes that you see on UFC. Uh, they had a similar problem and that they had managed most of their processes through Excel spreadsheets. And that is the contracts of the fighters and the promotions and the, just <laughs> everything associated with that. So over a weekend, we onboarded them. They now have over 300 professional athletes inside of our platform with all the information about them, the fights that are coming up, their contracts. Uh, when they go to negotiate with UFC, they have all the information, you know, right there to be able to have those conversations on schedules and and things. Um, and they use both mobile because they're at events quite a bit. And then the teams that are in the office uh, use, use the web. Then we have... Bigger companies, uh, you know, large financial services companies that are managing processes. Uh, marketing is really hot right now. We have a lot of marketing agencies that are managing the work that they do for their customers, and then allowing their customers to log into SmartSuite and actually see that that work that's taking place uh, for them. Uh, whatever that project might be, a branding project or you know, social media, whatever. We have a lot of real estate companies Uh, one of the largest real estate head funds uh, in the world is a user to manage their real estate properties and the interactions that take place there um i could go on and on but the use cases are really broad because each one of those that i just told you about they have very specific needs and there wasn't a lot of overlap between those examples i gave you but they all use smart suite as a way to kind of manage uh, their core business now
0: that's amazing i mean and it just it just helps you understand how broad, you know, automation can benefit, you know, it, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. Everybody probably needs some automation in their life when they come down to their businesses, especially, you know, uh, do, do you typically have people come to you and say, I don't even know anything. Right. I just know that my, 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 I'm not making money or something. Right. Or I'm not, right. You know, uh, everything is slow. I'm getting complaints. Do you have that more often than not, or do you have people to come and say, "Look, I I know exactly what I need automated." You know what 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 does that look like?
1: It's kind of in between. We we don't have a lot of people that come that say, "I know a hundred percent what I want." It's usually uh-huh. in that fifty to sixty. What they know is, here's the problem I have, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm tracking this information in all these places. It's it's hard for me to make quick decisions because I don't have the data at my fingertips to kind of have the pulse on my business to be able to make those decisions. I have some people working in Excel, some in different products, maybe Salesforce or HubSpot, and those products aren't connected. So I have to log out of one, log into the other, you know, to kind of get information. So where we typically start with people, um, is just tell tell us the problem. Let's take 10 minutes, tell us about your business and tell us like, what, what do you want to be able to do? And then we say, okay, we're going to show you in the next 20 minutes how to maybe solve that problem. And we're going to download some templates and connect them to show you how that might work. Most people are amazed. They're like, you know, in an hour, you you're solving a problem that I have without a lot of consultants. And that's what no code is all about, is the difference between no code and low code is no code is meant for you to do most of the work yourself or with some consulting. If you just need help kind of organizing your processes and such low code means I, I actually need developers and consultants to come in and write some code some lower level code to do things and connect things together to to automate some very specific processes in a company what you're seeing in the market is that the low code evolution is getting so sophisticated it's taking away more and more of the low-code low code meat so you could do more things in the product with less consulting dollars less consulting hours kind of in the platform. And automation that you've mentioned a few times is, is one of the primary reasons that people want to think about a no code platform or business process automation platform. Um, you know, an automation is something as simple as when a status changes to complete, I want to notify John, right? And I want right. to send him, uh, maybe I want to send him a Slack message or maybe I want to send him a text message or maybe I just mm-hmm. want to send an email, right? Like those are ways you could do that, but it could be more sophisticated where you say, now i want to send i want to when a status is done here i want to create a task record somewhere else to do something else so i could auto create something for me to do next week or next month based on that or i could exchange data between systems so i could say when something happens in salesforce i want to pull data into smart suite and then when something happens in smart suite i want to push data to hubspot or you know to mailchimp or whatever that might be so it's it's also the integration between Platforms that you're automating so that anytime that somebody would typically have to sit down and just do this routine busy work of sending emails and logging into HubSpot and updating a status, and doing, right? <laughs> I can, you can do that. And the goal is to save, you know, people have some big numbers that are out there, like save 50% of your time in a week. I, I don't believe in that, but I, I think it's probably in the 20, 25% is pretty real that you, you can get rid of a lot of the. The repetitive things that you do over and over every day that really don't um, don't don't add a lot of value, you know. Other than you just have to get them done. Do
0: do you, do you see do you see um, some kickback from uh, I guess developers behind the scenes saying, "Hey, look, you're, you're taking my job away, right?" Because you know, I mean, I I love development, right? I love it to death. But I'm not gonna lie. I would love some no-code solutions and drag and drop because it, it, you know, maybe you you're not necessarily losing your job. You're more so. You now you have to learn a new skill, right? Do you right. see a? Do you see people uh, uh, that that are in the the organization that you are trying to, I guess, sell to, for lack of better words, uh, where they're. You're saying, well, well are, are my developers going to lose their job? Or developers are crying about how they, they, they may lose their job?
1: Yeah, I, I don't see developer jobs going away. I, I think you'll see a little, we are seeing a little bit of a shift in the type of work that they do that's there. Yeah. You're seeing a, a lot more no code platforms being built, and mm-hmm. you have developers, more developers working on those, and no code could be. Salesforce, you know, that a lot of people know cool. is a no-code platform, right? It, but it's it's mm-hmm. focused on just sales, right? It doesn't support a lot of things outside of sales, right? You've yeah. got HR systems that are no-code that are really just HR. The difference between SmartSuite and those products is that we allow you to go across any process and to link all those things together into one platform, as opposed to that what people, most people call a point solution. Uh, they're like the Salesforce or like Bamboo on the HR side. So you see a lot of developers beginning to work for companies that offer no-code types of platforms that are there. And then there's always the need in the larger organizations for so many internal systems that have already been built to maintain and integrate and add new user interfaces to and stuff. So I I don't know that I I wouldn't predict that you're going to see less developers. I think you might see less consultants long-term inside of some of these companies because things get done faster, but probably not less developers
0: okay okay yeah and I, I know that there have been uh threat conversations right you know where they feel like they're being threatened because um uh, because there's no code thing means hey i don't have to code anymore but i always think well somebody you still have to code somewhere behind the scenes right? <laughs> <laughs> to make it automated so you know do not get scared you know just Go with the flow, right? Technology is there. It's all about augmentation, right? You know, augmenting everything. Um, so, so I want to dive a little bit deeper into this no code, right? You know, no code. I know we talked about the differences, which was great between no code and low no code. But I want to talk a little bit about the benefits in your eyes, the pros and cons of the no code solution. Now, you know, when you when you're researching out there, audience, and you're looking at no code, they talk about how. It gives you it it gives you a way to sort of bypass that, um, or, or like I guess taking away a lot of the overhead that comes along with requiring a skilled team of developers on on staff all the time, right? Having the ability to have that, you know, and and for me, I look at there's a if I'm a, if I'm coming at it from a, a a pro and con standpoint, and as a developer myself. I do think that no code offers that rich functionality and ability to turn projects around in a fraction of the time, right? So we're talking about, you know, it's, it's your, your processes are, are happening much faster than it would if you're sitting there trying to code and develop it, right? So it takes away those headaches. And then the con in my eyes, you have those rigid templates that limit what you can build sometimes right you know there's there's a limitation in customizing the application itself because you because you're not necessarily a coder you know what what are your thoughts on that john
1: yeah let me give you a couple a couple of pros that that are there so one of the pros is you know you have a when you bring new employees on you have kind of a single platform that people need to learn and know how to do their work and it could span across multiple processes in the company. So the onboarding time for an organization is faster typically, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I just have to learn one product versus six or seven uh, mm-hmm. that, that's there. You also have all of your data kind of centralized in one place so that when, when people do leave uh, from your organization, you can know that the data is still there and you can just turn their access off. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> don't have to go hunting for, that in different products and kind of figure out, you know, they had access to these five things. I need to turn it off, but I really need all that knowledge that they had for maybe the two or three years that they, that they worked here. There's a huge difference in price associated with no-code platforms. Um, In in my prior company, Archer, we had, I think we had seven or eight core solutions that we offered. Each of those solutions averaged around $40,000 per year. And we were selling mainly to enterprise companies, right? So an average company Archer would pay three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for that platform. That's yeah. drastically changed in the last ten years with these newer no-code platforms that we offer. Like the Archer of the Smart Suite product starts at ten dollars per user for our base price, and for our wow. enterprise accounts, it's forty dollars a user a month. Right? Drastically different. So you get the same. Yeah, and we even have more features than we had in the Archer platform that was there at the time so you're getting kind of enterprise quality software that the fortune 1000 have been used to using for quite some time but you're getting those capabilities as as a small or medium or large size organization that's there mm-hmm. and then what you typically see in no code as well and you see that with smart Suite is we have a free forever plan
0: mm-hmm. so if you're
1: not sure you can come in and we'll give you uh, access for up to three people free we give you um All the features but we limit the usage like you can only have a thousand records and you know do this many things so if you're really using it you have to move to the ten dollar per user plan so no code is all about try it till you love it right like and if you can't find value that's in it okay you're off you know you, you you can no credit card required you know if you're doing a trial or the free you can really test it out yourself and then no code is all about, it's typically usage-based, like I just described. So you start typically at the lower point, and you don't need to move up to the next tier. I mean, we have three tiers, 10, 20, and, and basically $40 per user per month. You don't need to move to the next tier until you need to use that level of, of data or features, you know, whatever that might be that's there. So it's, it's more cost-effective to get started. And then obviously, if you're using somebody like SmartSuite and that kind of goes across platforms. You, you don't have to pay a price for four or five different subscriptions. You just pay for Smart Sweden and get all those capabilities in one place. On the, on the con side, um, what you mentioned is, is, I'd say like maybe 70% true in, in my eyes and that the, the platforms are so good right now, just especially in the last two or three years that you're not running into those limitations as often. You do every once in a while, but it's not it's not very often that that happens uh, today. What the, the bigger con is that there's so many great tools that you can use to automate and manage your processes that if you haven't thought through your process and you just cobble a whole bunch of stuff in there in a couple of hours and it's done. Like it, your process is only as good as the time you took to understand what you want it to be. And some people aren't great process people. <laughs> you know, right, They, they don't right. think <laughs> that way. So you have to find the people in your organization that do think that way and have them involved in building it out or working with the person that's dragging and dropping and, you know, the fields around on the page. And what we didn't mention about no code is that any good process, you know, the first thing you do is you have to understand the data that you need to collect and kind of who's involved in that process. But then you talk about how do I visualize the data? Like, what what are the reports that I use every day to do my work you know you have simple things like i i need a grid view which is like a spreadsheet that just shows all the information kind of in a spreadsheet you have card view that stacks things with cards it's more visual with images like maybe a parts inventory uh right. maybe your marketing personas where you see people you have a kanban view that's more like project yeah. management where you drag things stuff out of there you have calendars and timelines and maps and dashboards like all those things are just built in and available and you just if you want to, you just turn it on and, you know, show the information and that view that's there.
0: Yeah. And I kind of want to I mean, and thank you for explaining that. Right. You know, your thoughts on the pros and cons. I kind of want a little bit go, go back to a spark suite a little bit. Right. Because okay. it, it just made me think about what what data what's like the most important data to collect. You know, when you're initiating that conversation. Right. You know, when you're when you're dealing with a customer, and you're trying to go through, I guess, smart suite right? You know what? What are you what What are you trying to gather from them? Because you're probably not going to be able to get everything, and you're probably going to see stuff along the way. And then there's going to be some data you collect where uh, it, it it doesn't mean anything over here, but then later on you realize like the combination of some data that you collected, you know, 20 minutes ago with with 20 minutes later matters right you know what, what would you say some of the, the most important data it is to collect in that in that aspect
1: yeah what what we like to do it, we, we have different stages of companies right we have small and medium businesses that come to us exactly. and then we have we have all the way to fortune 1000 that maybe it's a you know apartment mm-hmm. or maybe a team in a department that has a very particular need uh that, that's there and the first thing we do let, let's say it was you you know with mm-hmm. dapper data right we would sit down and say all right, just take five minutes, just tell us about your business so we all kind of understand like what you do, right? And that helps us begin to absorb and think about ways we might be able to help you as you kind of tell your story. And in your case, the next thing we would do is we would start to talk about, you know, what is the information that you need to collect, right? In your case, you know, you're booking podcasts and you need guests that come on the podcast. You have different topics, you need to collect information from each of the people maybe to help promote Once the podcast is over, you do some pre-work or some background information on the people, right? So you would describe that. And as you're describing, we typically have myself or, you know, our onboarding team is on the call, two or three people. And we're building things out and showing you live as you tell the story. So Mm -hmm. you can visually see it. And in Mm -hmm. most cases, an hour, we can solve a problem, you know, 80, 85% where we would need to spend a day or two later to fine tune it. But we get your process Kind of yeah. a way that you can think about it, and what typically happens is you you would come back the next day and say, "There's five things I have been think about that I now <laughs> want to do." Or that I want to and that's where this data comes in. You could say, "Can I collect this data because I want to link it?" You know, maybe I have um, maybe I'm a you know a support organization. I'm taking customer calls, right? And when a customer logs an issue, I want to link back to the customer's list that's actually in sales, where all my accounts are at. Okay, that's just a field you just link to it. Now the data is in both places. You make an mm-hmm. update in either place; it's just one update to a contact or account record. Maybe you say, maybe I want to do that with contacts. I only want to have one list of contacts mm-hmm. for a whole company. That's linked that way. Everybody's up to date. Uh, that's there, and you know we just kind of go through that that sequence with you.
0: Man, man, uh, are you are you trying to get me as a client? Yeah. we'd love to have you as a client. <laughs> <laughs> no that was great I appreciate it so you we've talked a lot about automation right throughout this time that's one of the major that might be the main topic in my eyes right throughout this conversation what does it look like in the future right I mean what do you, what do you believe automation looks like in the future and when I when I think about it just from my perspective you know you got automated machines, they're expected to probably replace almost half of the global workforce, right? You see that I'm I'm reading in articles that's all I hear about, right? You know, is that they're going to replace probably half of the workforce. You have multiple industries, you know, from manufacturing out there to banking, to adopting automation and driving productivity, whatever it is, safety, you name it. What are your thoughts on the future of automation? What does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, so all those things that you said are all, you know, very valid and happening right now, which is really interesting. And, you know, for a no-code platform and automation, like we talked before, is just anything that's happening that is kind of routine that you want to automate, you want to automate, right? Um, mm-hmm. And there, there are, there are companies like Zapier and Make and Ply that, they're all built around just automation, basically meaning, they want to integrate. They provide an integration platform that you can use that integrates. When you integrate with them, you're then integrated with all the products that are on their platform. If you take Zapier, that's over 3,000 products. That's all they do. So now when you connect SmartSuite to Zapier, our customers have access to those 3,000 other products that are there. Make does the same thing. Apply does it a little different. We do some of that inside of SmartSuite. What's happening in the market is... It's becoming because of the technology that's now available over the last two to three years, it's making it much easier to connect things together, other products together to do things, which is which is enabling the things that you just talked about with like you know automated robots in the manufacturing plant performing particular tasks, but how do they know when to perform those tasks? Well, it's an order just came through. And I need to do X. And now you're notifying them to go do this thing. So automation can be as simple as sending emails and updating fields, but it can be as complex as passing information on to an automated, you know, robot type of thing to do something in a warehouse as well. Um, I don't think we can help people drive cars from (laughs) no platforms, but... Anything that has to do with
0: one day, I don't know. know,
1: It's just, it it makes it very easy to pass information and it sounds really simple, but the reality was five, eight, 10 years ago, this has been very hard to do for a long time and larger organizations spend, you know, thousands and thousands of hours on consultants to write programs and do things that make this happen that you can now do in some cases in five or 10 minutes. Like it's that, Mm -hmm. it's come that far. With
0: automation man you know I mean, it, it just makes me think uh, i'm not I'm, I'm going to be honest with you john you know i feel like it may be a threat to a job like mine <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, you know people that are in development things like that i feel like you can always find another job or you can be behind the scenes more i think it just pushes you behind the scenes sometimes more <laughs> right you know where instead of you being that person in the front of a McDonald's restaurant, you know, uh, uh, now in the machine, right? There's a machine there, maybe automating everything. And you are you have to find another profession. Or maybe the goal would be in the school system to teach more coding, right? Behind the scenes so that they can be behind the scenes creating those automated platforms. You know?
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say that. So I've been involved in a few discussions in the last month about about teaching no code inside of universities so that when, when people come yeah. out with a degree, they really understand more about processes and how to automate processes, which is where the industry tends, seems like it's heading. That's an expectation for your first job is you're going to more than likely work in a no code platform. And it's just like, you know, you know, Excel, you know, word, right. Yeah. You know, this is just another thing that's going to kind of become the cornerstone of what you need to know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. You know I mean? I think that should be a subject within the school system, especially when you get to college, right. You know, that should be implemented there in almost every school system because, you know, there was this whole fate. There was, there were, there was years and years of teaching, you know, LISP, uh, Python, you know, uh, or not in Python now, right, but C, C++, right, you know, right. all the languages and it's gone through his evolution, Java, you know, all that good stuff. But it's, it's a certain point where they're going to probably teach no code, you know, right. over, over that. Maybe you need code coding uh, um, as a focus, just maybe a few classes, maybe about a year or something like that within that four-year period. And you're really just learning that so that you have an understanding of the background behind that no code. But other than that, you know, why not teach no code? That, that actually spreads, that's like more scalable, probably too, right across the business aspect of things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
1: but I, I can tell you that we, we hire quite a number of, of, of kids right out of school, and uh-huh. um, they pick up what we do in a matter of weeks and become uh-huh. just amazing. And what we have to teach them like they just understand how no code works and building processes. We have to teach them about the best in class process. Like, here's the best way to do that, but we don't have to spend as much time with, here's how you set things up and add permissions and communicate, like all that. They're really good at that part that's that's there already. So no code is really kind of built for, you know, the millennials Gen Z. That smart suite was built for that particular audience and our user interface is built specifically for people there that are used to working and and using technology all day and it needs to be uh, like I, I tell a lot of people this isn't your dad's technology when i'm talking to him <laughs> Meaning that you know it, it's colorful the interface is colorful it's interesting like we know we need to grab your attention to get your work done if you get bored with the interface you get bored with work so we try to bring those two together to say let's keep things fresh and interesting so that You know, you you stay engaged during the workday with the things you need to do, you know, in the business. And that a lot of people kind of, him and haul when I say that, but that's the reality of the, you know, especially the Gen Zers that they get bored easy, and they also tend to work in multiple on multiple platforms at the same time. They may be on their computer doing work, but they may be on their mobile answering a question in the same, you know, in Smart Suite to another user at the same time. Like they're used to having the interaction across multiple platform devices at the same time.
0: Man, and that, and that even makes me think like, okay, you probably focus more on the UI, the GUI, right? <laughs> then than, than, than even the coding part sometimes because it's more appealing now, right? Yeah,
1: We, I, I, I tell you, what, that that's what I spend my time every day on the UI with our lead designer. He was in Bulgaria, of all places. <laughs> I, I searched the world to find the right person when we started building SmartSuite. And I never thought I'd work with someone in Bulgaria, but he has a very yeah. unique, interesting way. And I, I wanted somebody that wasn't, I hadn't worked with in the past that knew how I'd done things in the past. Like I wanted to rethink, yeah. especially how millennials, he's a millennial, how millennials yeah. and Gen Zers want to work. That's there. Um, and I, I love that. Like I love, I spend the majority of my day talking with customers and watching them on video, use our products. And I, I tell a lot of people on our team, like I, I visually watch the expression on their face as they're using the product in different areas. And when I see that little smile, I know uh-huh. I nailed it, right? If uh-huh. I see them using it, I'm like, oh, it's not right yet. Like I haven't seen any facial expression happen with yeah. how they're actually interacting with the data just yet.
0: Yeah, and, and that's that's a data point to almost collect, right? You know, throughout your time. And that's, that's amazing. You're actually collecting data points that I didn't even think about that, that was probably possible when you're sitting there and you're visualizing what's that emotion that that person is giving right you know are they are they you know just uh i mean i, I guess that could be um you know i guess that's something where you know you, you have a serious person that never smiles you know you could you throw that in but but majority of the time they're like wow you know you could tell that they they are impacted by the way that you uh, make things so simplistic sometimes probably. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. and and millennials in particular, they use the word interesting a lot and uh-huh. they, they want, you know, it, they don't want to look at a boring spreadsheet. Like the information on the spreadsheet needs to do its job, but it needs to okay. feel more interesting to them. And with a single click, they want to change the spreadsheet into a card view or into a chart or into a dashboard without doing any other settings, just a single right. click, right? So we spend a lot of time on, Oh, I don't like that single click. Let's change the view type to card. Oh, I like that one. right? Mm-hmm. So for them to just make it, uh, each person has their own way. They like to view information, but it's the same data. So we just try to make it personal to the person. Yeah. And, and this
0: actually probably, uh, helps out those smaller companies that are, uh, that, that do not have the money, right? The financial means to hire all these different, very deep technical people, right? You can get a CEO that can drag and drop or a CTO right. that can drag and drop. Now, where well, you don't have to worry about uh, hiring these deep developers, right? To just do that.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. What what you see is the people that, that know the process are the ones that typically like to build it out. So you don't have to write down all your requirements and share it with the developer right and wait a week like you can just do it right now in the next 10 minutes and see if you mm-hmm. like it or don't like it now yeah. there and we we are building relationships you know partnerships with with people that we we call creators mm-hmm. which are sometimes they're developers but a lot of times they're just people that know our platform really well that work with customers to very quickly onboard them okay, but we yeah. have some that specialize in different industries like we have healthcare creators or partners that know the healthcare industry really well or financial services or governance, risk, and compliance that's there. So it just makes it, um, it, it makes it—it it brings another level of knowledge to the process for the company.
0: It definitely does, it definitely does. You know. Well, look, John, I appreciate you being on. And as the audience knows, I'd like to, to end with what I call a dope nugget or gem at the end of the day. It's been a pleasure having you on. And what I've learned from this conversation is that uh, the many benefits of automation, right? You know, when you look at it, it costs time, it saves money, it improves efficiency, you name it, right? You know, and you don't need code to really do that and stuff during that time, right? You can actually do it without the code being involved. And so it's important. Automation also increases accuracy, you know, you name it, right? It's a lot of things automation is uh And and maybe my mentor at the time, years and years ago, was right by saying you need to automate yourself out of a job, you know. But but maybe he was really focusing on uh, improving efficiency on the company. And if they don't need you anymore, you know, then uh, then you've done your job, right? You've been able to do your job to to help take away some of that manual process. Is there anything that you want to leave the audience with? I would just say
1: that you know if you have a process and you aren't sure you know how to automate that process or if a product like SmartSuite is right for you, I'd say you know come to SmartSuite.com, click on a free trial, and and we'll take eight hours of our time to work with you to see if it makes sense or not. And it's a great way for you to just learn no code in general, even if you don't pick SmartSuite. We like to just invest that time uh, to help you. And we're also looking for great partners. So if you are a freelancer or a consultant and want to work with customers and learn the Smart Suite platform, uh, we'd love to sign you up as a partner, send you through our training program. And then um, as leads come in, we'd love to share them back to you, uh, you know, to work with customers.
0: Great, great, great. I might, I might take you up on that. You know? okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, John. So audience, as you know, I like to end with what I, uh, well, I, end, I ended with the dope nugget, but I like to play a game called overrated, underrated, right? This is where the very, very fun part, that, that fun part happens, right? We get to know the guests outside of all that geeky technology stuff that we like to talk about all the time. And so we have a little bit of fun, right? And um, I got the game from a motivational speaker that I follow called, Go- his name is Gary V. Uh, so basically with the game, I give you a series of topics Right to be five, seven, eight, or something like that, and you get a chance to say whether you think it's overrated, underrated, or right where it needs to be. All right, okay. Are you ready, John?
1: Uh, Let's go, we'll
0: give it a try. We're gonna start slow. Pizza Pizza
1: is underrated.
0: Underrated, you love (laughs) you some pizza, man? (laughs) I
1: do. My wife's Italian, we love pizza. No, no, New York style pizza,
0: yeah. Okay, I was gonna ask you what kind of pizza is it Chicago? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's got
1: to be New York, New York style. <laughs>
0: All right, college football.
1: Ooh, probably I, I played college football, so I'd say probably right where it needs to be.
0: Oh, man, man, where'd you play it? You played it, uh, was it Kansas State or did you yeah, play I at- played uh, two
1: years at junior college and then I moved on to Kansas State, yeah.
0: Man, 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 you did play at Kansas State. Okay, okay, that's why I threw that through that question and I didn't know if you played or not, you know. Okay, <laughs> so my next one will be. Oh, I mean, Iowa State football. I'd oh. say, I'd <laughs> say over, <laughs> overrated. <laughs> no, I'll just mess with you. All right, traveling.
1: Traveling, uh, underrated. Love, love to travel, love to work with people from other countries. Smart Suite has, we have team members in nine different countries. And it makes oh. work interesting just to have so many different cultures, personalities, ways to think about things. I, I love that.
0: Man, that's amazing. That's amazing. All right. So you probably will say, uh, well, I don't know, airplanes.
1: Airplanes? I don't know. Maybe overrated. I, I've, I've, done a lot of, I've done a lot of travel, you know, business travel. I, I don't love that so much. I think that yeah. in, in today's age with video conferencing, like you get so much more done on a video conference without spending the day traveling at times. There's al- there's always the time to meet people in person, but um, I, I think overrated from a business perspective.
0: Yeah, I think I, I would say the same. You know, I've traveled so much in, su- in such a short period of time. I mean, you know, depending on who you're working for, sometimes they just have you traveling like crazy. And, um, you know, to be honest, after a while, it starts to get tiring and exhausting. And and and, and you might even start to think more of the negative stuff of with fly, with flying, right, because you've done it right. so much. Like, I'm in the air. And I used to love it, but I don't like it so much. You know, the dips (laughs) and all that stuff, you get too many dips, you know. All right. Desktops.
1: Desktops, I I think overrated. I haven't had a desktop in, I can't even tell you how
0: long, eight, probably 10 years. (laughs) I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Uh, Shopping. Shopping. That's an interesting,
1: probably right where it needs to be. I I do. (laughs) I don't do much in person shopping anymore? I tend to do most of my, I'd say probably 90 percent online. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm-hmm. it's easy, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, 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 I don't
0: know. Maybe it's a man thing, you know. Maybe I don't know what your wife would say, but you know, I know that that uh, that I like online shopping, right? I'm I love having Amazon boxes come to my door. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I do not like going in, trying going anything, going through the whole you know, the mall and all that stuff. I mean, I cannot take it, you know, so.
1: Yeah, the only exception is like going to Lowe's or somewhere that has all
0: the, Lowe's. the stuff
1: I want to look at, right? right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my wife would hate me going to Lowe's, right? Because I it might take me hours before I get out. I just yeah. love everything in there. So, all right, surfing.
1: Surfing, I'd say underrated, yeah. Underrated. I'm not a great surfer. I, yeah, I'm more of a body surfer, but being in the <laughs> water is pretty amazing, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, they say surfing where you're at, right? It's big, right? Is, is it pretty it is, big?
1: Yeah, we, we live right, you know, right on the beach or on a bluff over the beach, and uh, it's just easy to get down there. Just getting in the water, or even just being on the beach and not in the water, just takes mm-hmm. your mind away from work, you know, a lot. So,
0: okay, okay, all right. The last one that oceanfront walk, Newport Harbor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That is that is underrated. I, I, I tell you, we have a lot of friends that come visit us, and that's what they want to do the most. It's like just, uh, you know, there's there's stuff that's happening, interesting people. You're right on the water, places to eat. Like it's just a. If you're from the Midwest, where I grew up, it's just a very different experience. So I'd say underrated.
0: Yeah. So 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 with that, at the Oceanfront walk, and that was my last my last topic, but. Is that, I don't know if you want to explain, you know, where that is and all that good stuff, you know, real quick to the audience. Sure.
1: I'm based in uh, Newport Beach, California. So, um, you know, Newport Beach is just, it's a beach community and um, Mm -hmm. it's just an amazing place with a a great harbor, lots of boats, you know, it goes up to Huntington Beach. So you've got the boardwalk. You can go for 15 or 20 miles, you know, on the beach, on your bikes or walking. Um, I, I know there's just every kind of everything is happening and going on all at the same time. So if you just like to kind of see lots of interesting things, you know, while you're enjoying your day, that's the place to be.
0: Uh, would you equate that to, I don't know. You, have you ever been on the Oce- uh, to ocean city on the East coast at all? Or?
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. so similar. Yeah. a little. Okay. I would say it, it feels like a little newer, like the communities uh-huh. are a little newer, the beaches, like, you know, <laughs> the beach. you've got, In some cases, 300 yards of beach before the water. You got the boardwalk this there, so the really big beaches uh, along the way. And then the waves are some of the best in Southern California around Huntington, just surfing and playing. So, all
0: right, okay, I'm I'm definitely taking that trip (laughs) out there. 2023. All right. Well, 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 hey, uh, I appreciate you being on the audience. You know, thank you for tuning in. This is the Data is My Science podcast. Thank you very much. The show them is data your passion. I'm your host, Dapper Data. John, where can they reach you at if they want to want if they want to reach out to you about SmartSuite or anything?
1: Yeah, you can just go to smartsuite.com and reach out to us there, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. It's just John J-O-N Derbyshire. Just look me up, shoot me a post, I'll connect with you and happy to answer any questions.
0: All right, great. Thanks, John. And audience, as you know, you can always reach me at Mr. Dapper Data on any one of the social media platforms. Um, Thank you for tuning in. As always, I love you all. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Data is My Science Podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data.